Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode 25. Well, hello, everyone. I'm so glad to be back chatting with you. Today we have Ricky here. Um, hello. <laughs> I was going to say howdy, but that, I, I don't no, know. No, we, we don't speak that elsewhere outside <laughs> of Channel Makers. <laughs> okay, well, we get to talk about something pretty fun today. Is that any surprise every time? It's something so fun. pretty fun, exciting. This is one that's been bugging me for a while because I knew that it was part of YouTube, part of growing a YouTube channel. I feel like I've known this for, I don't know, a couple of years now, but I could never really put it into words until now, which is why we're trying to, with this episode, full disclosure, what we're going to be talking about here has a strong likelihood of being added to the YouTube system in the future, but this is the preemptive. We've, you yeah. know, this podcast is about like, hey, this is before anywhere else. This is what we're finding. And so I'm excited to talk about this. So what we've got going on here is a potential another way to look at the type of YouTube channel that you are building. I'm calling it right now, what we're calling it is a channel model. Now this is different than archetypes. This is different than um, the topic or the niche. It's the approach you take to building a YouTube channel. So um, overall, and it determines a lot of how you approach what types of videos to produce, when you publish videos, how long the videos are, like it plays into a lot of different things. So what we're seeing is there's different models, I'll just high level, uh, there's uh, different models that contribute to how fast your channel grows, um, the audience you target, the expectations of your audience. So I just wanted to dive in. We're going to give them some names. And then your goal as listening to this is to identify if you haven't thought about this, hey, say, hey, maybe my channel is more of this, or if you one of these models is not what you're currently doing, but it's what you want, uh, then maybe consider pivoting and changing to match this model. So without further ado, we're going to go in and dive in and talk about the pros and cons of each and what each of them look like. I think that's kind of key too is the pros and cons of each because um, it's easy to look at this and say, oh, well, the right way to build a YouTube channel, the best way to build a YouTube channel. It's like, well, Depends a bit on the archetype, depends on the topic, depends on who you are and mm -hmm. what your goal is with your YouTube channel. And so I that's what I'm loving about this approach is the question has been raised before. Like, is it better to do this or this? Mm -hmm. And we look at that and we're like, well, it kind of depends. So uh -huh. now we're figuring out what it depends on. <laughs> yes. Okay, so uh, the first model here. We're calling this the cluster model. This is one you may not have heard of before, but this is the idea of you create multiple videos around a central topic or series of topics, and they're designed to be bingeable, meaning when you someone comes to your channel, they find one of your videos, it's almost like they just have to watch the other videos from yeah. your channel around that same topic. So these are clusters of topics that you are owning on YouTube. Now, um, people will often find your videos in this through search, through in this model. They'll find it through search. They're searching for, um, I'll use an example of a Project 24 member. Um, let's say I'm, I'm going to, I can't remember your Project 24 member name. Sorry. <laughs> it's Matt and Cheryl. Um, they have, we're in the Rockies, their channel. If, if somebody is going to visit a, a national park, let's say Yellowstone National Park, they search for 
um, best places to visit in Yellowstone National Park. They'll find one of your videos, right? And then the next video is, oh, places to avoid in Yellowstone National Park. Oh, okay. That one. Or best places to eat in in Yellowstone. I know there's not a lot of restaurants there, but there's a few. But a similar. So then yeah. you've got a series of things. It's almost like um, it's like a broad scale hub and spoke model but it's a cluster of videos that are bingeable when people have some sort of intention in mind. Right, exactly. And so um, we seen, we've seen people build whole channels around kind of one cluster. Mm-hmm. Um, but also you could see this as like a channel with a topic with a subset of clusters, right? So in the case of Matt and Cheryl, it's like, well, we're going to do a bunch of videos on Yellowstone. But then it's like, oh, but we then we can do a cluster on a different park. And uh-huh. so you can see how this, that could work um, depending on, of course, the channel topic. Yeah. And the, and the funny thing here is it's when you've seen a one model work, it can be really easy to say, well, this is the best way. Sure. But the thing is, that's not always the case. In fact, the reason we're even bringing this up is I was telling Ricky beforehand that um, there was a conversation recently. It was a great conversation in the project 24 community. Somebody was asking a question, somebody responded and said, this Basically, this model is the best. This is the superior model. And I also replied to it saying, yeah, that is a really good model. But I realized, but it's not the only one. Yeah. There's a lot of different approaches to doing this. So that's part of what's going on here. Yeah. And in fact, it's not even really the model that I have been most successful with. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's so it's not the model that I have historically really taught. Um, and so I, I guess... That's the other thing too, right? Is if, is our experience like we find something that works really well, and so we have a we tend to, I don't know um, which of which of the biases that that falls into, uh-huh. but it's definitely one of them, right? Um, where it's like, oh well, but I know it works from my own experience. It's probably the availability bias, right? Because I know it worked, and I've seen it, and so therefore it is the way. Um, this is the way. This right. is the way. <laughs> But there's more than one way sometimes. There's more than one way. Don't tell Mando. Yeah, right? <laughs> so so in this model, it's a lot of, like your biggest friend is suggested, the suggested yeah. engine. So first, they often find you through search, uh-huh. but then suggestion, um, they watch one video, and then your next video is just so appealing for that same one. Boom, they got to watch that. They got to watch the next, the next, and the next. And then that will totally. naturally lead to the browse engine um, also promoting your videos to that same audience. But that's your big strength with this model. The other big strength of this model is if it's all built around a hub and spoke model, if you're not familiar with that, it comes up a bit later in the YouTube system where you build it and then you have a webinar. You, you've got your yeah. cluster, you've got your central webinar that leads them to your info product, whatever you're offering. And the biggest strength of this is it's often they only need to watch, I don't know, 10 or so videos of yours before they're already on your website and they're already buying something. Yeah. It's incredible. And so this one is one of the more shortcutty ways to selling an information product, especially if it's around, um, inform- if it's an information archetype. People are there, they want to learn something, they want a skill set, they see that you're very knowledgeable, you're relatable, you're, they can trust you, and then they see, oh, I've got this this product for you. And especially if it's not a high-end price product around, you know, $50 or less, they, you, they see that and they see, well, yeah, of course I'm going to buy that. Like, these guys are awesome. Or these people or this this dude, this gal, yeah. right? Um, so that's the the first model. And this can be, this cluster model can be a demonstration. It can be demonstration videos, um, like ongoing projects. 
um, if you're, let's say you're working on, you, you work on old cars, you're restoring old uh, classic cars, yeah. and you have kind of a cluster of taking this really old junker car to totally fresh and new, you've naturally got a topic cluster or a, a cluster model there, and then you can move on to another car and another car at that point. This is what we were talking about with gaming channels, right? Mm -hmm. Because gaming channels, a lot of successful gaming channels are built around a game. That's like a natural cluster. Yep. I think the biggest con there then is like, what happens if that cluster is no longer trending? What happens yep. if I pick a video game that is no longer popular in a year? Then what? Now it's like, we have to pivot to a new cluster, which can be done for sure. But, um, and some channels, like I'm looking, I'm thinking about national parks. It's like, well, it's just natural that I would not just do one park, right? Like, yeah. we're going to do a cluster of content here and then a cluster of content on this other park. And it may be different people that are really in each one, but there's going to be a group of people that are interested in all of them. I think you could do the same thing with gaming, but as we see, yeah, there's, there's, there's kind of this like, if you're going to switch from one cluster that you've built up a channel for like two years mm -hmm. around this one video game, and then now it's like, okay, I got to like, pivot to a new cluster because this video game is going to die mm -hmm. over time. So then you pivot to a new game and for a couple months at least, usually, your views are just in, they're just, they're going to tank yep. because that's not what YouTube, that's not what people are used to seeing from you. And it's going to take time to build up some whatever rapport, authoritativeness or whatever you want to call it. In that new cluster. Yeah, so it's almost like an evolving cluster model yeah. at that point. I'm realizing that now as you're, as you're yeah. saying that, Ricky, because it's almost like you, you move from cluster to cluster. Um, but the thing we're talking about here, and this is actually, maybe we'll bring this up a little bit later on, is you need, a, a in that case, at least a genre. Like right. Of using the gaming example, a genre will make you much more successful just than just a specific game, meaning uh, rather than, uh, I can't think of any specific games, um, rather than a specific game, scary games right there's yeah. a genre there or um frustrating games or or rage inducing games so you pick a genre a few genres and that makes it easier mm -hmm. to pivot um in the future for sure so that's the first model let's talk about the next one this one is the answer model um now this one is would most often be associated with the points what i call it, 0.75 archetype of the uh -huh. search ar archetype yeah. right and, and it does have some similarities with the cluster model, but this one is much more search focused. Where you're looking, your whole channel model is to answer questions. And so again, you need some similar topics because you got to build those topic authorities. Um, but most of the time, your, your goal here with this model is I'm going to win Google searches. I'm going to win YouTube searches. I'm going to make the perfect video to answer a thing and you'll get revenue from that. But then um, from there, you can still do um, answer chains, uh, or sorry, video chains, wagon wheel, those type of things. It's just the approach is slightly different. It's more of an independent per video basis. If you think about it, it's like, uh, I've done these searches so many times, and these videos are super helpful, by the way, so whoever's making them keep doing it. Um, like uh, replacing the oil sensor on my 2003 Suburban. It's like, uh -huh. cool. Probably in the description, cover like, which years are included in that same body type so that you can pick up those other searches too. And so you notice what I did there is it's like, I'm going to use the description, maybe even the title to help Google know that, okay, this should show up for, you know, not just 2003 Suburbans, but 
whatever it is, 1997 to 2006, or I don't remember exactly, that all have the same engine and they all have the same body. Um, and so you can rank for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the same, I see this in a lot of niches, a lot of industries, but the car one stands out a lot because like that's one where it's like you go to YouTube with a specific question, you watch a video and it's super helpful and you ranked for that, but I'm not, they're not building an audience here. I don't watch their other videos unless they have another video on something else I'm fixing on the same car. Yep. Yeah. And that's, it's the strength and the weakness, right? Right. The the strength is this model tends to be fairly passive when you're looking at YouTube channels. You don't have to really worry about building an ongoing audience. It doesn't matter as much if a video you publish today is matches, you know, the last 10 videos, the interests of the same audience Uh doesn't matter as much. So it's a bit more passive. You can just create a really good single video that, that is targeted at search. And that tends to be more helpful. And correct me if I'm wrong here, Ricky, but I I think that this model perhaps most mirrors the traditional blogging model that we teach. Yeah. I was going to say, so if you're coming into YouTube as a blogger and you want to start out by YouTube, by using YouTube to supplement the blog, to help the blog, um, and you're not, you don't necessarily want to keep up a publishing routine yet. You're not there. You're still working a lot on your blog. This model is a great place to start because um, we're seeing more and more how-to search queries landing videos at the top of Google search. Not just YouTube, but Google search. I mean, they're filling up half the first page of Google with videos. Okay. Um, and that makes sense for how-to kind of content. And so that blogging approach, it works great. I also would say that like, if you have a business that, can sell products online and you then then this could work really well. I'm the reason this comes up is because the same car example. Um in my suburban, uh my seat heaters like on the driver's seat stopped working. And it was there were some cold days this winter and I was like, I really want my my seat warmers working. So I Googled it and of course I come across videos and everybody's basically saying, yeah, the uh the heating element that's on the seat, the actual heating pad basically itself just burns out. It's pretty normal um, on this age of suburban. And so then I'm like, okay, well, how do I test that? And how do I replace that? And by far the best video out there was a video from a company that makes like, like um, basically factory. They look just like the original, um, like seat cover replacements and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a, it's a, business called the seat shop that's what they do right Mm -hmm. they also make their own replacement for that that costs half as much as the original from the manufacturer um gets here in half the time because you can order it through them or through amazon um it's cheaper and it's better they made it so it won't burn out so fast and they also made the best video on how to replace it and so i watched their video and i was like huh well maybe i'd order it from them let me go look on amazon first i look on amazon and it was there. That <laughs> was at the top of Amazon too. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is cool. And I ended up buying their, their product. Like that is what they're doing is they're using videos to basically get leads I love that. for their business. And those leads are coming from all over the country. So it's, it's a really good model for bloggers, for, for business owners that are just trying to, it's not necessarily about building a following. It's about getting people to notice you and what you're doing and what your products are your blog or whatever. Yeah, and I can I can't think of hardly any business that wouldn't be benefited from doing yes. something like that. Yeah. Um, that's a really good point. Cool. All right, so that's the answer model. Let's talk about the next one, the viral model. Now, this like the one, opposite of the, the answer I, model. opposite. Actually, it is. <laughs> uh, this one is man, like 
trends and virality are your best friends, right? Yeah. It's, you want the whole idea here is videos that spread quickly. So these are typically, I'm um, 9.9 times out of 10 I see this, they're shorter videos. And YouTube shorts also fit into this category a lot of times because they are shorter videos. Um, the approach is very different. The, the algorithm's different, right? But but it, let's just talk normal YouTube. Shorter videos centered yep. around trends. They are often based around, well, trends, things that are very familiar to people. But you just add a little twist to it, add a little humor, add a little something to it, and then broad appeal. Now, these are, if I were to put uh, channels in this category, um, Mr. Beast, a lot of people are familiar with that. It's viral. And he's able to do longer and longer videos because he's more um, built more trust with people. They And he's nailed it. To like every moment of this video is going to be viral feeling, very interesting. But typically, um, these are shorter videos. Now, the strength here is spread. With broad appeal, with shorter videos, those videos uh, have a higher likelihood of spreading. And across the board, whenever people have brought to me, like on Channel Makers, I'll have feedback. They can share interesting finds. Whenever someone has shared a channel that's grown really fast, oh, I would say eight out of 10 of those that I see are short videos. Yeah. They're th I'm talking three minutes or less per video, typically around one minute, uh, no more than a minute and a half. Wow. Now, this is not going to fit for every channel type. <laughs> Nope. So the strength is fast growth. And especially if you do a lot of that ongoing, you can build it into something big that has more of kind of one of these later ones. We're talking about influencer model a little later on. If you have that, you start getting brand deals, sponsorships. It can be very lucrative and you can get uh, a lot of awareness very quickly. This yeah. model. Yeah. And I'm, this is probably the one that I personally have the least experience with. Um, both from a like doing it standpoint as well as from like a consuming it standpoint. I don't watch a lot of entertainment with here's one exception and that is probably like current event related. So you you could say well that's news and news is more informational. I would argue that most news content on YouTube is entertainment. <laughs> mm, yeah. Like really like what the things that it does for you and your brain and stuff. Why do you watch it? It's like it's almost more entertainment than information. Um, yeah. And so that's probably the best, most experience I have with entertainment is like, that's, that's, I don't, I don't watch a lot of uh, pure entertainment YouTube channels, but, um, but I would totally agree with that. It's like what makes those videos do really well. Well, there's a lot of elements that go into it, but it's gotta be short. And if it's not like one to three minutes, then it, it needs to feel the pace needs to be, Fast. Fast. It's, I mean, Movement. there should be no opportunity for me to want to click away before this video is over. Mm -hmm. um, and I noticed that with Mr. Beast because he's, he's moved on from this model. We're going to talk about that. But like um, he can do a 20-minute video, but the whole thing almost feels like you're, it's, it's like I'm mentally running <laughs> as I watch this video because it, it just moves at a pace um, that just keeps you there. Yeah, and then you get the video and you watch at two times speed and <laughs> <You're just> like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, yeah, and th those are good points. And also I would say this this viral model is usually the e-archetype or the entertainment yeah. archetype, usually this. Um, and so some weaknesses there is I was realizing this the other day that 
if I were to give one of the archetypes the least amount of connection between YouTuber or channel maker and the audience, it would uh -huh. be entertainment. Yeah. Because usually people are there for the content and they don't necessarily care who's presenting the content or how credible they are. They just care that the content is entertaining. Right. Um, and so that's why you'll see channels that have a thousand subscribers and get a video that has a million views on it and they don't grow very much from it because they were there for the content and not necessarily the creator of the content. And so they yep. don't subscribe. That is a big weakness there. The other, another big weakness is uh, if you're looking to add additional monetization options, particularly information products, that type of thing, often there's a degree of um, credibility and a trust that you want to build with that. And so if your model is a short viral model, then all of a sudden you say, hey, you know, I have an information product. <laughs> I would guess a lot of people, because they don't have that connection with you, they don't have that trust with you, either on the information that you know what you're talking about or the connection, they care about you as a person, right? Um, then it can be a little bit more difficult to right. do those methods. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, on the subscribability factor, like, you know, people, because of the lack of connection, you know, that's that's what's causing people to not, want to purchase or you know the monetization makes that difficult but it also on the subscribe the subscriber side sometimes you will see people subscribe but then that ends up harming the channel because the if the rest of your content doesn't do the same thing right mm -hmm. so you have a video that goes viral and even if you're trying to make every video do that but it doesn't nail it every time you know people that subscribe but don't watch your other videos that i i really do think that that is impacting the rest of your channel when we have a whole bunch of subscribers that aren't actually participating mm -hmm. i don't i don't think that's a positive signal for youtube yeah so if you go with this model you do need to be in it to like all of it yeah i uh, need to go the the full you're right. like, i'm gonna keep making this stuff and not <laughs> just a one-off virally video yeah. then my channel will explode then i can do whatever i want it's just not how it works I, i'm kind of laughing because i feel like there have been times where like on the income school channel, very much informational plus maybe some connection and stuff <laughs> where we've like tried to do something like big that could just go viral just for like the, what we did, not the information in it. And it's like, now we know that that, if it had succeeded and it never did. And I think part of the reason it never did was because that's not what the channel was. Yep. It's not YouTube. Was, what would, why would YouTube push that video so it would have had to happen really organically. And if it had happened, I think it would have, it would have added no benefit to the channel. Mm -hmm. Maybe given a little bit of name recognition, but again, like videos that go viral, you know, how often do we remember who that person was? Mm -hmm. We might remember what, what it was that they did. We might remember the song. We might remember the whatever, but oftentimes we don't remember the who. Um, not unless we see that happen repeatedly, in which case then you get to mold, move on from this model. Mm -hmm. And that's where I see um, another tie into the influencer model we're going to talk about a little later, where I see some of the most success with this is if uh -huh. you become known for that thing. Right. And people get to know your name associated with those viral videos. Right. Because then that's when you start building an audience. And then that's when you start doing, you can do like, <laughs> like one channel I talked with uh, had about a million subscribers at the time. Uh, they were doing YouTube shorts and two products would re reach out to them to just show their product for like half a second within their <laughs> YouTube short. They would pay them, I think it was between 1500 and three grand just for one YouTube short. 
So that's when you start to get into that territory, which is awesome. That is pretty awesome. All right, next model. This one is probably the most, I would call it the traditional model that we uh, most often would recommend to teach. It's what we're calling the ongoing model. This is where you grow an audience over time, you build subscribability, meaning you it's the gradual growth you've got. You create videos for your umbrella. It's uh-huh. the most, perhaps the most talked about thus far in the YouTube system is... It's because it's the right model, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the superior model. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely the one I have the most experience with. Yes, and there's a lot of advantages. There's a few disadvantages also yep. we're going to talk about here. Agree. But um, but the, the advantages are you're building an audience over time and the, that organic growth leads to increasing your baseline of views, which leads to much more predictable factors across the board right and when you have a subscribability factor meaning there's reasons why people will watch the video you published today the same audience will watch that video versus the one you published last time and and the time before that when you have that you're building an audience an ongoing audience around a topic and the thing is or or a niche right and the thing is this can be any of the three archetypes information entertainment or connection so there's a lot of flexibility with this and so channels like channel makers or income school are this model right um the other thing is with this is because of this model it again through experience it also has some of the biggest potential for making an ongoing um recurring revenue from whatever monetization um fact uh, options you have right that's information products also including ads, like if you have an ongoing audience that's always building, ads are always going to be going up. Um, it'll fluctuate throughout the year based on whatever your channel's about, right? But all of those factors are going to be going up. So it's the most gradual growth and the most, I would argue, most predictable if yes. done right. I Yeah, I agree with that. I think that predictability that, and one of the things that we, I know we talked about this earlier today was this isn't to say that we'll never have a video that, quote, takes off. Um, but we're not shooting for viral, right? Yep. What we'll have, and as we teach in the YouTube system, we'll have kite videos that help pull the channel up and forward and help it, the message to spread and maybe find new people. We, but this is this approach, um, you know, and how it differs, I suppose, like from the cluster model, right? Is even though we'll have some videos that, hey, they show up in search, great. Again, that's not really the intent. The purpose here is to... Um, actually grow an audience, actually grow like a following of people Mm -hmm. who are learning from you over a period of time. And so we can cover a a broader range of topics, I think, than I would in a cluster model Mm -hmm. where I'm going to stay pretty hyper-focused on a niche and then, you know, for periods of time, really focused on certain aspects of that niche. Um, Again, like one park as Mm -hmm. the example or one video game. But here it's like, I have this, we, you end up with a solid baseline of views and then we end up with kites that go above that and help pull the whole channel up. And then that baseline grows and grows and grows over time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is pretty predictable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's, I'm realizing as you're talking there, there's kind of a time frame for a typical audience on each of these. Cluster is, I don't know, I would say about 10 to 20 videos, uh-huh. maybe more if they want to stick around. They just really like you, right? Yeah. Answer models, maybe one video. Yeah. Maybe two and maybe five, up to five, I would say, typically. Viral model, it's <laughs> unpredictable. Like, yeah. Uh, it, it could just be one video if that's the only video they watch and then they move on, they don't care about you. 
um, unless you combine it with the influencer model I'm going to talk about, then you can, it could be hundreds of videos, right? Right. Um, this ongoing model we're talking about is over time. So it could be years could be worth of videos. Yeah. Um, it's like people that say, Hey, I've been watching your channel for whatever, three years. Yep. And I joined project 24 six months ago. Mm -hmm. It's like, well that, well, that was a pretty long period of time. Um, and if I were only focused tightly on one topic cluster for all that time, they would have, they would have moved on. Mm -hmm. They would have, I, cause I would have had to kind of get, I would have gotten repetitive. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, we have an industry, we have a niche, but it's, we're, we, we're going to cover it more broadly and we're going to grow and develop and evolve the channel over time. Yeah. It also has more potential. I'm seeing to build authority. Yeah. Um, like name authority around something. Um, because if it's overtime, you've been doing this for three years, five years, and your channel's grown half a million subscribers, whatever it is, like you've got a good amount of clout and authority mm -hmm. by that time. And people start to know you. It's not just a one and done or 10 videos and done. You know, it's just another way of approaching it. Right. Yep. And I know we said this was the best model, but it's, <laughs> I was it's really, it's, uh, it, I see it as the most wide applicability right. to a variety of channel archetypes and topics and stuff. Um, and potentially the most predictable, which is why I talk about it a lot. Yeah. But it's by no means the best model. There there are times when it will be um, better to choose one of the other ones. And we have several Project 24 members that are doing extremely well. I mentioned a couple in the cluster model or the answer model. Uh -huh. Extremely well. I could name several. Um, it's just what fits your Right. your goal and what kind of audience you're looking to build. And again, remember like pros and cons here, right? With the ongoing model, you have an ongoing responsibility to your audience. And if you just stop publishing, like, yes, your older videos will continue to get viewed, but your channel will suffer like yep. substantially. It will just drop off. And essentially um, the benefit you were getting from your channel goes away T with the answer model. You know, forget it. Like we've got, <laughs> We were looking just the other day at the Camper Report YouTube channel uh -huh. that Jim created like five years ago. And he put just a few videos on there sitting. He was literally parked in front of his house after a trip. He goes out to his camper, sits in there, pulls out a cell phone, records a video just talking about, you know, which, which size of RV is best. Class A, Class C. Uh -huh. Right? That video has over a million views on it over <laughs> the last five years. Because it's shown up in many, 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 many different searches. And um, and it never went viral. It was just like steady over time. Mm -hmm. The last time I looked at it, it was probably at 600,000 views. And that was probably a year and a half ago. Uh -huh. um, and so, and there was never ongoing effort required. With the, with the cluster model, I don't exactly know totally like all of what my approach would be in terms of like publishing schedule, Maybe it's more like the ongoing. Uh -huh. um, maybe it's just that I'm kind of moving from one project or one cluster to another. Uh -huh. So I don't, I don't exactly know. That's, there's still some stuff to flesh out before we could really <laughs> teach yeah, it. Yeah, this is why we're talking really. about it here, right? But, but I see like, you know, one of the big cons of the ongoing model is like, it's ongoing. Yeah, it's ongoing. It's constant work. Like perpetually. If you want this thing to keep working, you got to keep working on it. Uh-huh. It's a very good point. Um, these this ongoing model also tends to fit more of the lifestyle channels. It does. If you, you want to do a hobby over a period of time for a long time and just make videos about it, you're going to do this one. 
right. most likely. Um, it de- and it's not excluding search. And in fact, some of the best uh, videos yeah. we've done can do well in other areas and search. Yep. So it's not excluding search, but that's that's kind of the differentiator. It's you're doing this yeah. over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's the last model. We This one, we're not as certain on. It's a bit more <laughs> shaky, but it felt like we did need to mention this because it seems like some of these other ones can morph into it. That's the influencer model. Um, I would also call this like a brand model. And this is where you are a influencer, right? You are seen as an expert or a, an authority or a celebrity or something like that. Um, and not necessarily as much an equal. So not, not necessarily like a connection first, Hey, we're friends. So let's hang out and chill together. An influencer is someone that this influencer model you're built around. Um, it's, it can be, I'm really good at something. I'm a thought leader. People want to listen to me on that. Um, or I'm a, uh, I'm a doctor and I do react videos mm-hmm. and that's, that's my model. And it's people will watch because there's entertainment factors, um, not necessarily because they're like, Oh, this is just a, you know, this is my, this is my friend. It right. can feel like that. It can be that, uh-huh. but there, there are differences there. And we were talking about earlier with the viral model. A lot of times influencer models started out as a viral model or they have still continue to have a lot of elements of the viral model in them because, uh, they create content that does have broad appeal, right? That can spread to a lot of people. A lot of YouTube shorts channels that I've seen be the most successful, this applies to TikTok and Reels also, is people who create virally content, but then they start to brand it with their name yeah, or their face. And so they become known to people. And at that point, I would argue it, it transforms into this influencer model. Yeah. Because I, then it's about you. Totally. Totally agree. And- this is where it's like, as we started to look at some specific examples, because we're talking about, you know, the viral model earlier and we're like, okay, well, what about Mr. Beast? Do we, do people only watch his videos because they spread or do some people come because it's Mr. Beast and they like his videos? You know, it's like, okay, but do they like his videos because they just know that if Mr. Beast makes a video, it's viral quality and they're going to want to watch it. Or is there something there? And then I thought about, well, what about other people that are kind of in that sort of league, right? Mr. Beast is, is an outlier in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, what about like Mark Rober? You know, do I watch Mark Rober because I feel a connection with him and I feel like we're buddies? Not so much. I feel more like yeah. he's an influencer. But it started out him making viral type videos. Mm-hmm. They're packed with good information, but it's not like he's teaching me how to make a glitter bomb. Yeah, no. He's showing me like the cool engineering stuff he did, but also like it's awesome because we're finally like at least somebody's getting revenge on porch pirates, you know, right? Yeah. And like there's all these elements here of what makes it a really entertaining viral video. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it works so well, right? But then over time, it's like, oh, Mark just published a new video. I'm going to go watch it because... Mark's videos are awesome. Mm-hmm. And before long, it's like, okay. Um, and I saw that Mark um, made like a little, like a camp thing almost, like a mm-hmm. virtual summer camp mm-hmm. for uh, for like STEM kind of stuff, engineering things. Oh, cool. um, and I think it was time-based and I, and I was too late for it. But I was like, that would be awesome to do with my son or my daughter, you know, for probably my son. He's probably the only one old enough to really be there. Um but my, my daughters will get into it too. But I'm just like, why would I do that? Well, he's, he's 
he influences things now, mm-hmm. you know, he has influence and he's shown that he knows engineering. He's shown like, you know, Mr. Beast has influence now. Mm-hmm. They can, they can say, Hey, let's do a project to clean up the oceans and they can make it happen because yeah. they have influence. Um, not just any viral, somebody who makes a viral video can't just come out and say, Hey, I made a viral video six months ago. Remember me? Let's go do a cool project together. <laughs> yeah, good point. So I think that's what's happening is like some of these people, there were those viral elements, those things that they did well, but it's like they're the viral channels that like figured out their recipe and did it again and then again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then they branded it with themselves. They added enough personality yeah. that you felt some element of connection, but then because of the viral nature of it, they kind of are like... They're kind of above the rest of us <laughs> and we look up to them like, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I think you, I was thinking, I'm glad you brought that up about the, they've added additional elements beyond just a pure viral model because it's about adding enough personality and the uh-huh. face and, and branding to it, I would say. Right. Uh, that, that starts making it differentiated. And I don't have data on this, but I would be willing to bet that um, a channel that was just viral, like a sponsor deal, someone a, a company to sponsor video would pay more for an influencer sponsor totally. deal. Totally. Much more than a, just a virally style of channel. So. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, if, yeah, <laughs> if Mr. Beast comes out and says, hey, you should buy this thing, it's going to have a heck of a lot more influence than if some guy, you don't know who they are, but they make viral videos sometimes, you know, says the same thing in a viral video. Like, why would I listen to you? Yep. So it's, true. We're, we're kind of thinking out loud here, guys, just so you know, yeah. guys and gals, all of you listening. Um, <laughs> there's, there's things out here that are, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear discussion on this in the community because um, there are some nuances in the influencer model. And I would argue, by the way, that this is why the influencer model is so still not quite so hammered down mm-hmm. is because there's sometimes there's elements of this in some of the other models. So in the ongoing model, there are some elements of the influencer model that sometimes show up, yep. but on like a different level. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, I've certainly been in, you know, like a face-to-face kind of events where people s- clearly come up to me and treat me and see me as an influencer to them mm-hmm. in, in a similar way to how I would to somebody who I feel like is an influencer to me. Um, and I'm, sh- and I'm so anyway, like that happens and it will probably happen to many of you, by the way, creating YouTube channels. You'll run into someone who discovers you in real life and is like, like when they watch your videos, they feel that a connection, mm-hmm. like maybe almost a peer level connection. But then when they see you in real life, they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm seeing you in real life. I feel like I know you. Uh-huh. Um, that, by the way, that exact thing will be said to you many times, probably. <laughs> I feel like I already know you. Um, that's a good sign. That means you're doing something right in the connection space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like there are some elements of that that can happen with the ongoing model. And could an ongoing model turn into influencer model? Probably not as easily as viral because you're missing like that super broad appeal. Mm-hmm. I think if you're doing ongoing in a specific niche. You're arguably an influencer in that niche. Uh, yeah. But it's kind of slightly different than what we're talking about. Right. It's, you're, it's yeah, you're, yeah, within a niche. Yeah. Yeah, that, so maybe that's a good way to describe the ongoing model. It's almost like, yeah, think influencer, but with one topic or one focus. Mm-hmm. Um, 
maybe not so focused as like a little cluster, but like one main topic. Yeah. This well, is that's good stuff. Yeah, this is good stuff. That, I, I think that's all I have to say on that. Like, like Ricky was <laughs> saying, would love to hear your conversation. If you have additional thoughts in the Project 24 community, yeah. start up a thread in there and let's, let's get some discussion going on this. Uh, is there anything else you had, Ricky? No, I just think let's, uh, let's figure this out because I think if we can be, again, like with the archetypes, this is what I loved about you bringing those up um, originally, like bringing those to Project 24. If we can be proactive and methodical, strategic, about doing things like intentionally, mm-hmm. <laughs> then we're going to be way more successful. Yep. So do that. I agree. <laughs> Sounds good. What was our, what was the farewell we were going to say? I think it was like until next time. Until next time. Yeah. See, you know this, listen to, I've, I often have, uh, I'm often feeling like, well, see you later. I'll say that. And I'm like, well, actually I'm not because you're yeah. listening to me. <laughs> I'm going to see you later. So we decided on this one until next time. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but is not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because, like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.